0: I feel I must mention by listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. It is not a substitute for professional medical advice or consultations with your healthcare professionals. We're here to share stories and give hope. Please consult your own physician for any medication questions or medical issues that you may be having. Our bodies are uniquely ours and something that may work for one person may not necessarily work for you. Hi everyone, I'm Heather Davies, and this is Meniere's Muse. This week, I'm talking with Tammy about her vestibular journey with drop attacks, vestibular migraine, neuritis, and Meniere's disease after a labyrinthectomy. Tammy shares how finding the right support group was vital in changing her life. She no longer felt alone. She found her voice within the vestibular community, which led to her passion for helping others with chronic illness. Today, she connects with others as a creator on the platform Clapper. As a vlogger on Clapper, she connects with other chronic illness warriors and currently has over 106,000 followers. She shares about her day-to-day challenges, while supporting those with chronic illness as they face new obstacles in their own lives. Welcome, Tammy. Thank you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and about your vestibular journey.
1: Well, I am a 51-year-old, just turned 51 yes. last Happy night. belated
0: birthday. <laughs> Thank you,
1: um, <laughs> Mama of four. My Meniere's journey actually started when I was in the third grade and I didn't even know it. Oh my gosh. I was asleep and woke up to everything kind of bouncing and spinning. And I remember yelling out for my mother uh, because I was scared. So she came in and she didn't seem to be worried at all. So that kind of calmed me down and I ended up falling back asleep. Then I, I literally thought, you know, it was the seventies. I'm like, she gave us some NyQuil or something, you know? (laughs) But once I got further into my journey, we realized that I had had a vertigo episode and it was probably a BPPV type of episode because I was asleep. I never really had any issues. And then I had, I was in the hospital for four days when I was like 21, 22 for kidney issues. And when I came home, I had a violent vertigo episode.
0: Mm.
1: I was walking to the bathroom and made it halfway and everything just spun out of control. And I remember hitting the floor, crawling into the bathroom, gagging and trying not to, you know, vomit all over the place. And then nothing. It, I was fine for years. Wow. No no issues. Probably 2010 Late two thousand nine, two thousand and ten, I started hearing music that nobody else could hear, and it would get so loud that I would turn to Angie, my other half, and I'm like, "Can't you? Can you Where's this coming from?" I thought I was going crazy. I would put my ear to the vents because we lived in an apartment. I thought maybe I was hearing it from another apartment. Nothing, and it would get worse when I lay down, and it reminded me of. Like 1920s music, and it almost sounded familiar. But I always described it when I started describing it to my doctor, I said, It sounds tinny. And what I mean by that is it sounded like it was coming through a tin can. When you're kids and you play with the phone, you know, you make right. a little pause. That's what it sounded like, but nobody else could hear it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I went to an ENT because, um, like I said, I thought I was going crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: My primary sent me to an ENT and at that time, you know, they did testing of the ears, the pressure, whatever type of scan that they did. And they said, there was nothing wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, okay, and that was 2009 and 2010. Going into 2011, the music was getting worse. We had moved in the meantime and I could still hear it. And it would usually happen if I was in a if it was quiet. At night when I would try to lay down and go to sleep was when it was the worst. And I would lay down and it would get really loud and then I'd sit up and it would kind of stop. So I was like, something's not right. December of 2011, Angie was working at a bar that friends of ours owned as like the door person. Mm -hmm. And I stopped in to see her. I literally went to the bar, ordered a drink, was talking to a friend and I'm like, I don't feel good. I feel like I'm gonna pass out. And I felt bad because his mom had just passed away and he's telling me about it. And I literally pushed him to the side and went and sat down in a chair. And the feeling got worse. And I remember standing up, looking at Angie and saying, something's wrong. Next thing I know, I wake up laying on the floor. Angie said, apparently I went into like a blank stare Mm -hmm. And I fell straight back and literally smashed the back of my head in on the concrete floor. So I got a severe concussion. That was December 2011. January 2012, I started noticing the ringing in the ears. And everybody has ringing in their ears from time to time, but this wasn't going away. Mm -hmm. So I went to my primary again and she sent me back to the ENT, couldn't find anything. you know. And they said, it's probably post-concussion because my concussion was pretty bad. So the ringing wouldn't go away. It was getting louder. And at the time I worked for a brokerage firm and very, very stressful job. I worked with clients that had brokerage accounts. So I was constantly monitoring, making sure they were following FINRA an SEC guideline, so it was very in-depth and detailed and stressful. When I was at work one day, and I got this pain in my chest that shot up into my jaw and then down into my arm, mm. and I got really dizzy. They ended up having to call an ambulance, and I ended up in the hospital on the cardiac wing for like three days. They told me it was anxiety. They said they couldn't find anything wrong. It's anxiety okay. With my job, I was like, that's very possible. So going from there, I started noticing I was feeling like not in my own body. I was not dizzy, but just off. And I described it to my doctor as being, I felt high. I felt like I was on drugs and the ringing in the ear was getting worse. And I'm like, something is wrong. I know that the ENT's have told me that nothing is wrong but some, something's wrong somewhere. So I went to the neurologist, MRI, you know, they ruled out MS, brain tumors, you know, the whole gamut that they put you through. I was probably in and out of the hospital four or five times within a couple of months because I was having these episodes with my chest and then the dizziness and it was my anxiety causing it but I didn't know that at the time. And at the time I didn't know I was experiencing derealization.
0: Mm. Um,
1: so I went to a new ENT because my primary, she's like, I think you're having vertigo. You know, Cause I was having, wasn't really the spinning sensation at that point. It was more of just the dizziness, not feeling like I'm in my own body, had no idea what was wrong with me. I didn't know anybody else that was going through this. So I was fighting this alone. I was getting to the point where I couldn't do things. I was having attacks tax driving. Um, I would be driving and when I would stop at a red light, I would still feel like I was in motion. I would have to look at the ground to make sure that I wasn't moving. So I went to this new ENT and they did the water or the air test. The yeah, test. I was yeah, like, awful. I ha- I've had the water and the air and when they did that, they said, something is definitely wrong with your right ear. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we're getting somewhere. You know? Right. So after a few more tests, he comes back and he literally writes down on a piece of paper, Meniere's. I'm like, what, 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 what is that? I've never even heard of that. I'm like, well, fix it, make it go away. <laughs> Whatever right. it is, just give me, you know, fix it. Yeah. And he's like, I can't. And he said, so I did all my research and they put me through balance testing, which was not fun. Um, and you can tell I have brain fog today because I can't remember the names of any of the tests with the goggles. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they did that testing, which made me really just nauseous and sick. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I, I would call it, I almost went into remission after that like for a good year. I was fine. I didn't have any episodes. I felt good. The ringing had stopped. So, were you on medication? I changed my diet mm-hmm. and I started taking um, meclazine.
0: Okay.
1: I took meclazine and then a diuretic. The diuretic almost killed me. Uh, I have extremely low blood pressure. And being on that diuretic, of course, made it even worse. So my blood mm-hmm. pressure to this day is still I'm still fighting. It gets down to like I think 78 over 52 the other day. It's it's crazy. So we stopped the diuretic, and I would take the methylosine. They had me taking it three times a day daily. Jeez. Yeah. Can I
0: ask? Um, knowing that you have low blood pressure, did they ever uh, mention that? Were you having drop attacks or was it syncopal mm-hmm. episodes?
1: It was syncopal episodes and drop oh. attacks. I was yeah, having was. both, okay. I was having both. That's when things got worse. I went into remission pretty much. I call it remission because I was symptom-free right, for a good year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, 2013 changed that. I went downhill fast. Uh, it got to the point where I had actually changed jobs because I lost the job at the brokerage firm because I was missing so much work.
0: Yeah.
1: If I knew then what I knew now about like FMLA and all of that, I could have had a whole super say on this brokerage <laughs> firm. Um, but I went to work for another company that was amazing, but it was doing payroll. So I was on, I had three computer screens that I was working on. So constantly moving my eyes around I started feeling worse. I was getting a lot of neck tension. Dizziness was un, just off the chain. I was started having the drop attacks. And I was like, "All right, something is this all part of the Meniere's or what else is going on?" So I looked for a specialist. I needed, you know, the neurologist literally googled Meniere's in front of me. I had changed neurologists. Because I've educated so many doctors. Um, I changed neurologist. He did a bunch more tests. And he's like, you know, I think you're experiencing vestibular migraines. So I'm like, great. I'm like, what
0: is that? You know? Like,
1: <laughs> oh I don't know anything about any of this. Um, and that's around the time, you know, a couple of years go by. I'm dealing with all these different symptoms. And that's when I found the, the a Facebook group that I absolute that saved my life. That I think, group?
0: I think we met in that group. Yeah, we did. And Mummy C and Devil.
1: Yep. In um,
0: 2016.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. Um I didn't know what was going on. I started having like neck pain so bad that I would cry. Yeah. Because there was nothing else I could do. And then I would have these episodes where it feels like my brain literally vibrates like my brain shakes and my eyes started feeling like they were jumping around so i went back to the ent first and i was like is this part of the meneers what what's going-? you know i've got this neurologist telling me vestibular migraines is it one is it both and they're like well you can have both he said the vertigo the hearing loss because that's when they found out i was losing my hearing on the right side um, i actually have hearing loss I'm completely deaf now, but I had hearing loss on the right side. Severe is what they considered it. I wore hearing aid for a while. Uh, My drop attacks got so much worse. Syncope episodes, I can kind of control those a little better because I (coughs) upped my water intake. Uh, When I stand up, I make sure I do it very slowly. I can't stand for long periods of time. Like I can't stand and wash dishes because you know after a few minutes I start getting dizzy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So my syncope I pretty much I can kind of control that. However, drop attacks no, you, they just hit. You never know. So 2018, end of 2018, 2019 my drop attacks got severe. Like I was averaging probably 2 to 3 a week.
0: Yeah. And you were I, getting injured. Yes. I remember that. Yeah.
1: I broke my nose numerous times. Uh, actually just recovered. You know, we've had to reschedule this because I had this, eye was black and all bruised up. I can never fall where there's nothing around. You know, I have to bounce off of something. First. <laughs> right. And
0: something usually hard.
1: <laughs> it's Murphy's law, you know, Yeah. but when they first said, you know, vestibular migraines, I'm very med sensitive and I'm allergic to almost every antibiotic out there. So they, cause they wanted to do the gentamicin shots mm. in the ear to try to slow this, the vertigo down cause the vertigo and the drop attacks were getting to be severe. I can't do gentamicin shots cause I'm allergic to it. So they had me on so many different medications. They had me on Topamax. Um There was another one, and every one of them, I couldn't handle the side effects.
0: No, and I, I remember you were trying so many and there was a part. I just remember just watching one of your videos because you shared so much. Um, and you were just getting depressed. I mean really, yes. it was a vicious cycle. There was just nothing, nothing positive. It was just yeah. doctor after doctor and medication after medication. And no good results mm Yeah. Not,
1: not one medication that they put me on for the vestibular issues helped me. It made me worse. Um, like I said, the diuretics, I couldn't take that. They tried to, you know, I changed my diet to lower my sodium, which I had to redo that because I need the sodium. My body doesn't hold it. I'm still undergoing testing, trying to figure out why my, they think it's, um, cause they thought POTS mm-hmm. and, now they're not thinking POTS, they're thinking they're leaning towards Addison's disease. So I'm like, you know, just add to the 232 diagnosis I already had right. <laughs> at this point. It's like, oh, okay, another one, you know? So with Meniere's, you know, the first thing they tell you is lower your sodium. Um, I can't do that. So I kind of have to try and find that balance that doesn't put my blood pressure too low, but doesn't mm-hmm. set off the vertigo and the Meniere side. Because in 2019, around that time with the videos that you're talking about, I was in a dark spot. I was in a dark, dark place. I literally would tell my family, this isn't living. I'm not living. I just exist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, couldn't, I can no longer drive. It'll be four years in November that I've driven a vehicle. Yeah. I can't even be a passenger. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm in the car for more than 15, 20 minutes, it, it's not fun. I found a specialist in Meniere's, Um, he's actually a neurotologist over at Tampa General Hospital. And my first visit with him, I felt like I found my home.
0: Oh, that's wonderful.
1: I, I told him all of my symptoms, you know, I said, I feel like I'm not in my own body. I'm having tinnitus, you know, constantly in one ear. It's popping up in the other ear. I'm having these drop attacks. And he literally told me, he goes, it's like you went shopping and went down the dizzy aisle and just threw everything into your cart. I mean, he was so thorough and made me feel so at ease. And he put me through all those testing again. And I, no, they,
0: they all like to do their own testing. It's, it's very interesting.
1: But it was good because I literally keep copies of every test that I've been through. Mm-hmm. Like, so my, I had all of these hearing tests and that he could compare what my hearing was when he did the test and how much it had dropped, even with the, you know, and I had the hearing aid and it helped some, but I was down to probably less than like 50% in my right ear and my drop attacks were getting so bad. And he said, you're going to fall one of these days and hit wrong. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, you literally could fall and break your neck or break, you know, do something permanent or worse. Okay. What are my options here? So we went through the list of different surgeries. um, And I chose the labyrinthectomy. And that was in September of 2019. Wow. So I have no middle ear on the right-hand side. I'm completely deaf. What I didn't know going into that surgery was that I would have constant tinnitus in that ear. Um, It's insane. It's louder than it ever was. Like right now it is screaming and there's different sounds that have been Mm. incorporated. Sometimes it sounds like, you know, on a submarine, I think of a submarine radar, how a radar beep, I'll get that. I get what sounds like Morse code. I joke. I say, Oh, my brain is trying to tell me something. I don't know Morse code. Maybe I should learn it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but the goal of that was, was that we knew I would lose my balance because you had taken half of my balance center away right. that the left side would compensate. Eventually he said it would take a good year to recover. Yeah, I went bilateral. Yeah. So now the Meniere's is on my left side. And because I had the labyrinthectomy already and I'm allergic to the gentamicin, I can't take the shots. My options are limited. So did you, only... have,
0: did you have improvement with the vertigo and the drop attacks after the labyrinthectomy? I did. But your balance was still off. My balance
1: of... is horrible. Okay. Do you and walk
0: I'm... with a cane?
1: I walk with a cane and a walker. Around the the house, I just kind of bounce off of things. Um, I've got bruises all the time somewhere just because I don't want to walk with the cane. If I go to a friend's house, I'll take my cane. It depends Mm -hmm. on how I'm feeling that day. But if we go out anywhere, Mm -hmm. being around a lot of people, or if I walk into a store, the lights, depending on what their floor pattern is, um, I always have my walker. I it stays in the car. I have two. I have one for the house and I've got one that stays in the car. So it's really just depends on how I feel that day. Um, my balance has actually been getting worse and I need to make an appointment to go back over to the neurotologist over in Tampa. Cause I haven't seen him in a couple of months. Cause I'm looking at, I want to get almost like those, you know, a crutch, like the little hand crutches, um, not regular crutches, but yeah. they're like canes for the hand. Uh, And he just made me completely lose my train of thought. Oh, so I need to make an appointment because my balance is getting worse. So, and he even told me, he said, your your options are limited because we've done the labyrinthectomy. We can't do it again because then I will be completely deaf. So my hearing, the last hearing test I had done was last year Mm -hmm. is down, according to the testing, it's down to like 70%. However, if we're watching TV and she starts talking to me, I can't hear, I, I can hear her speaking, but it's the word recognition. Yeah. I have to have subtitles on. Me too. I hate it, it it's I horrible. Do too. I do and too, being, do you um, have being, a
0: urinate for your left side?
1: Not yet, we're actually, I'm kind of back, going back and forth right now because I, being deaf on one side, you cannot tell what direction sound comes from.
0: Right.
1: So it, to me, it's always, like right here on Mm -hmm. the left-hand side. I'm always saying, what was that? I said, that came from over there. And Angie's like, no, it came from over there. I'm like, so we're talking, we're looking into cochlear implant. You are. Yeah. So I need to have another hearing test done.
0: That's a big step.
1: I know. And it's so scary and I keep researching it. And then I have people that, you know, say they love it. And then I have people that say they've had a bad experience and I'm like, if this is permanent, and then there's a chance that my body will reject it, and that's my biggest fear, is because I'm so allergic to everything. You know, it's like getting a transplant; your body can literally reject the cochlear implant. I'm like, so we're looking at either that or the bone in, and I cannot remember the name of it to save my life, but it literally goes into the bone right behind the mastoid bone behind your ear. Mm-hmm. And
0: it's like a little box and it. Oh, I'm not familiar with that.
1: Yeah. Oh, babe. Do you remember what that was called? What? The bone in anchor Baja. It's okay. called a Baja.
0: Baja. Oh, I have heard of that. I yeah. don't know much about it. And, and it's what's a, the benefit of that versus a cochlear implant?
1: Well, that's what we are going to discuss um, on my next. Cause I'm, I'm like, I'm really not understanding how the Baja works. Right. Um, I mean, it's supposed to do the same it, it takes sounds and transmits it over to the other ear so that you can hear. Hmm. Um, but it's just one piece that actually goes into the bone behind the ear and then attaches to the auditory nerve, but they're going to have to go deep because I have no auditory nerve on this side. So I'm like, okay, I'm worried about that. Like how deep do you have to dig into my brain? So that's going to be our discussion is, right. you know, which one is going to be the better fit. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I have to do something because when I first got the labyrinthectomy, I probably went a good year with no drop attacks, oh. no vertigo, dizziness. Oh. I'm dizzy 24 seven. Like I'm dizzy right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's never going to go away. I've just learned to adapt. I went off all medications other than, um, I take Klonopin, that does help with my dizziness if it gets real bad. But other than that, I went off everything because it wasn't helping. And it's like, why keep doing this to my body if it's not helping?
0: Yeah, sometimes you have more side effects than you do benefits.
1: Absolutely. And that's what was happening. The side effects were worse, causing my anxiety to go real high and then setting off other symptoms. So probably in the last year, I've noticed my vertigo has gotten a lot worse. I've had more drop attacks. Uh, I was just trying to sweep the floor, went to bend over to with the dustpan, toppled over. Yeah, they can't do that. So I have to do something. And I don't know if a cochlear implant or the Baja is going to help. Maybe if the sound, but I'm literally just battling it day by day actually I tell people that I don't battle day by day I battle second by second yeah and it is it's a battle every single day
0: I see I see you struggling but I also know I see how far you have come yes what do you think is the biggest game changer for you
1: getting into that support group and finding others that were dealing with the same things yeah. Was a huge game changer for me because I felt so alone. And I thought I was going crazy. And I literally had, you know, thoughts that I just don't even want to be here anymore. I had it set in my head, because my youngest at the time was in high school, that all I wanted to do was watch her graduate. And then after that, I, I was fine with whatever happened. Yeah. And that was my mindset.
0: Okay.
1: And getting into that support group and finding others. You have to have a support system. Uh, And that's what I'm trying to do now on other platforms is help build that support system.
0: Absolutely. I went on Clapper where Mm -hmm. you told me you were, um, oh my goodness, you're following. There's like over a hundred thousand. I was like, okay, what is this all about? Right. So interesting.
1: This week, it's funny because this week um, we're doing a virtual Easter egg hunt. And so we've got five creators that have the actual eggs. And then you've got like 20 plus decoys. So my whole page is, you know, chronic illness awareness. And then also I have a feral cat colony. I'm uh, I'm like the stray hoarder. Um, So my page is geared around that. But this week I was like, we will be back to our regular scheduled programming (laughs) after Easter because I am a decoy. So tomorrow I have to post a video because I am with an egg, which I have over here that I have to paint tonight. Um, I'm a decoy because the object is, is they have to find these eggs and do what the, what's called a clap back. So you're doing a video and the original video is up in the corner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But after my you know, experience with the support group, I'm like, I want to help others. Where can I do this? And I was on TikTok for a while and it was like, but no, too many kids, too many trolls per se. And I got invited to by Clapper to join when they, it's a new app, when they first started. They started in July of 2020 and in probably late September, I got an invitation. So I joined and it was very political at the time. And I was like, yeah, I'm not a political person. This, this really isn't for me, so I left. And I went back March of last year and started building this platform. But I started doing videos talking about what I was going through, symptoms that I was having, you know, what my diagnoses are. And I started getting people sending me private messages. Hey, this is happening to me. I saw your video and, you know, I was like, I might be able to do some good here. Mm -hmm. So I got with a group of people that are, that were bigger creators. And that helped me kind of build from there. And I have, I think, 106K followers now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and you know what I found? I don't know if you know this. I'm sure you've checked it out. You're the only one with Meniere's. That I actually, I, I actually, searched it. Yep. Is there someone else? I
1: Somebody else was just recently diagnosed because of me. Okay. Oh. Um, We were, they have a, you can go live on that app, you know, like Mm -hmm. a regular live, but they also have what they call a radio. So it's kind of like a podcast within the app. Mm -hmm. So me and three other people, one has lupus. um, The other one is dealing with cancer, a bunch of different autoimmune disorders. I have Hashimoto's disease. So on top of my Meniere's, I've got vestibular migraines, vestibular neuritis, I have Hashimoto's disease. Um, I've got UC, ulcerative colitis. So I've got this whole mess. So we started this radio called Autoimmune Chronic Illness. Mm -hmm. And right now we haven't been able to do it because the person that's battling cancer is not doing real well at the moment. So we're just waiting for her to kind of get more healthy. But we started doing this radio and having people come in So we each talk about our different diagnosis and kind of like this, you know, we just talk about different things each week and we would do it once a week. And I was getting so many people DMing me and one in particular, I said, I would tell them, okay, go see a neurologist, tell them. And I would tell them what to ask for, you know, take a list of questions. Always, I'm huge on journaling thanks to that group, that Facebook group, you know, Mm -hmm. I journal everything. What, what I ate that day, how much water or any fluid intake, what was the weather like that day? Cause weather's a huge trigger for me. You know, what activities did I do? So I started having her do that and she started noticing her triggers. And I said, some things you can avoid, you know, like I found bananas was a trigger for my vestibular migraines, which sucks. <laughs> I, love, I love bananas and I've never craved bananas more in my life it literally, it's like, do I want to deal with a migraine or do I want to eat a banana? You know, know. So it's bad. I'm bad. Um, but she started going to the doctor. She got, she went through all of the testing and they just diagnosed her with Meniere's. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I helped somebody. Yep. And that, that's what worked. That's what, it helps me by helping others. So that mm-hmm. is, that's my biggest thing right now. Is just trying to help as many people as I can.
0: That's great. I um, do have an
1: Instagram page. Um, I haven't been, I'm trying to get it back up and running okay. and it's geared towards, it's called My Dizzy Journey. Okay. And it's geared towards anything vestibular or autoimmune related. It's just kind of a safe place where people can come and you know, talk about their issues. I always tell people I am an open book and I will answer any question you have and I will try and direct you as best as I can and it, awesome. it, it seems to work and on my page like for my birthday a creator got together and got a bunch of other people and they did a bunch of videos wishing me happy birthday and people telling me how much I've helped them that I didn't even realize one of the girls that does the radios with us she goes I never talked about my illness until you you gave me that confidence because I will go on there bruised face and all because I show both the good and the bad because everybody you know everybody's like positive be positive be positive and that's great I'm try to stay positive however with what I deal with on a daily basis positive is not a reality for me always yeah. it's just not it's not for right. anybody it's not rainbows and sunshine so I they like the fact that I'm they say I'm real you know mm-hmm. that I do show the good with the bad right And it it helps me, that's what helps me is helping others. That's kind of my passion because I can't do anything else. I can't work on a computer. I can't drive anywhere. So, and then I still have to limit my phone time because that scrolling, sometimes it puts me down.
0: What would you say um, living with a vestibular disorder has taught you?
1: Patience. Oh
0: Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) It's taught me patience. Cause I had none um, living with this disorder. I realized that never judge a book by its cover. You never know what someone's going through
0: mm-hmm.
1: because people look at me and especially if they, when they see me on social media, they're like, well, you don't look sick. I get that a lot, you know, yeah. or I'll get snide remarks made if I'm out with my walker. People are just, can be just rude. I came out of a handicap stall in the bathroom at a store with a walker. And this lady looked me up and down and literally just made snide remarks. I had a snide remark made when my daughter was having surgery. I came into the waiting room and a couple, there were a couple people sitting over on the other side and they literally were like, Oh, she's probably just doing that to get a handicap sticker. I don't even have I don't even have a handicap sticker. So it's taught me patience. Um, it's actually helped build my confidence, you know, and just looking at the world in a whole different light. Before I would, you know, it was just happy-go-lucky, you know, I've learned that life is not happy-go-lucky and never, ever judge a book by its cover, I think is the biggest thing for me. Because I see so many people on social media get hate and I hate I hate to see it. Cause it's like, people look at, I say it in my videos all the time. Do I look sick? Right. I'm like, I may look a hot mess, but I don't look sick. Where in reality, I am very sick.
0: Gosh, it's so true. You know, I, I put off doing this podcast for a long time because I felt guilty for feeling better and yep. And
1: I don't <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it because <laughs> you'll get me going. I, I am. Je- I am. I am jealous. I. I will tell you that. Please don't feel guilty. But I. I am jealous. I'm like, oh, because I see, you know what? How far you've come with everything you've been through. Like when you guys were on the boat, I was like, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do that. But yeah. and that's another thing is, I had to learn, and I still battle it not to judge my recovery based on someone else's recovery
0: yeah it's hard I
1: (laughs) I, it is very hard i love the fact that you are you know how where you're at and how you feel and that you have recovered so much
0: thank you it's it's hard and i i I mean i have symptoms daily but it took me a while and i don't know what they call it but it is because i'm i'm moving forward and recovering and there's so many that are so stuck and, I, and I, and I'm like, okay, if I just reach one person, that's worth it. So it's I'm right. like this, I've got to do something. I like talking and connecting. So this is what I got to do. So, but um, I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> I guess the guilt over um, recovering, you know? And I get that, oh, that that's where we're going, is the judgment because I took that risk and we sold our home and moved on to a boat. I get people that reached out to me and said that, oh, you, you can't have Meniere's. You can't be sick. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to prove how sick I am No, Right. (laughs) Um, it was just a risk I took that we didn't know what was going to, we didn't know if I'd be able to do that, but, um, yeah, it's, it's terrible that people are so judgy, but, um,
1: my guilt comes in from canceling all the time. Like I don't make plans anymore. Like yeah. I felt bad having to cancel, you know, our first one.
0: Oh goodness. Um, <laughs> don't you think anything about it? Yeah. I don't care about canceling any, cause I'm upfront with everybody about our disorder. Right. Uh, we never know how we're going to feel from one moment to the next. Yep. And it's, it is what it is.
1: My yeah. close friends, you know, that cause I don't go out very much. I'm pretty much housebound. Uh, because I get so sick when I go out but my close friends I have one in particular who lives right off the same street as me literally she's eight minutes away and she's like a sister to me she knows that and they have a lot of gatherings at their house if I'm around too many people it's not good and Angie will go all the time and I'll stay home and she knows and she's researched it like she sends me articles on it you know that's great she goes have you looked at this have you looked at that and so i, I it is it's great it's how it's great having someone in your life that doesn't I mean they can't relate because they're not going through it right. but they understand and it's the empathy mm-hmm. so when I don't show up she they completely understand and when I do it's like a celebration
0: right
1: so that but my guilt comes in is I I don't, I miss, I miss people. You know, I miss, I miss people. I understand. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm ever going to get back there. And Mm -hmm. that's the sad part. You know, it's, this may be my life and I'm working on getting okay with that. You know, that's why I started doing the clapper. And now I want to get my Instagram up and running to be able to help others and connect with others. It's my connection.
0: Can I ask you something on that clapper? Did I notice there was a community like not only just the community um, with the internet, but like locally, like where you are, your physical mm-hmm. address?
1: It'll look, you can do. It has a location tab on it, That's and what it cool. does, yeah, it'll put your city on mm-hmm. your videos. So, and you can turn it on and off at any time. Um, some of my videos well, a lot of my videos have it on there, but you can click on that's you know your sit the location tab and you can find other people and there's literally five creators that i'm we'll say friends that we've been talking that i found live like an hour and a half away from me nice so we're all planning a clapper meetup i've had people that came up over to big scary bridge i hate the big scary Bridge. (laughs) skyway (laughs) when i went to the doctor down there i was like "Mm, i can't do this i can't i can't even going across the going into Tampa, you know, going across the howard Brand Bridge. I, I just, I have to look down because the openness- of In the, the middle line.
0: lane and yeah.
1: Yeah. You just, you just slow down and I'm just going to look at the, I'm going to look at the floorboards here. <laughs> but yeah, so you can turn that location on or, and they can click on it and find people. So it's actually, I like it because it's all adults. You still get adults on there that act like they're three. You know, <laughs> you, you still have those judgy people. Yeah. Um, but I do, I have had people say, well, you're on social media and, you know, I usually post a video a day uh, and it could be different things. Sometimes it's about chronic illness. And when I do my chronic illness videos, I always put the same three hashtags. You were not alone, um, chronic illness. And then I have my own hashtag, which is called Aries Panda love. Cause I love pandas. Um, so it's called Aries Panda love. It's my own hashtag on Clapper. If you go to my profile and click on it, all of my chronic illness videos are in there, so it makes it easier for people that find me when they're new. I'll say I've done a video on this,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: because I did a video. Somebody was talking about dizziness, and I did a video. I said, you know, there's lightheadedness, dizziness, and vertigo. Do you know the difference? Because I didn't until I experienced it. I thought it, I thought it was all the same thing. It's not. It's not. It does.
0: It does prolong your um, getting to the right doctor and. Because I didn't know how to describe it at first. I was just like, right. see, spinning. Yeah, didn't understand that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I told my doctor, I, slid, I said, I don't do drugs, but I sure as, you know, have to feel <laughs> like I do. And, you know, the vertigo. Bur- now I'm having like, m- I call them mini vertigo episodes. I got up just this morning and I'm trying to clean. And it literally took me an hour and a half just to clean my bathroom because I would do one thing and then I have to go sit down. And I was cleaning out the tub. And when I went to stand up, everything just for a second, just spun real quick and then stopped. And I'm having those a lot lately. And so I don't know what's going on there. And is that with movement? Yes.
0: Hmm.
1: So it seems to be, I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's every time it's when I'm moving. And, but this one, I was trying to get up off the floor. Uh, hmm. So I had my hands on the tub. And as I was standing up, thank goodness I had my hands, you know, braced and I was still kind of braced, but it's just for a quick second. And oh. it does it. All. I probably do. It probably happens about six or seven times a week. So it's like, let's uh, go. What's what's going on now. So I, I don't know, but I don't know if the Meniere's is just getting worse on the left side. Um, I definitely can tell that my hearing has gotten worse because I'm just forever what, saying what? Making people repeat and I hate that. Beach. Oh, it's like going to a restaurant. I can't hear, I have to make sure that I'm sitting with my left ear towards the end of the table where the mm-hmm. waiter or waitress will be because mm-hmm. uh, conversations going on around me. And usually I still can't hear. I have to ask Angie, what, what do you say? I've learned to read lips. I'm learning to read lips. And I'm looking at getting in, um, taking sign language. I was actually set up to do sign language classes, and then COVID hit and everything got canceled. So it was like, I will
0: send you a link. My daughter is taking some online for free. Really? Yes, I'll send you a link. Yep,
1: yes, please do. I will do um, that because that's what I want to do. Because I, my biggest fear is that I'm going to lose. I'm going to be considered severely, you know, severe hearing loss on the left side. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really try to pay attention now to people's voices, what they sound like, because I'm so afraid I'm going to wake up one morning and not be able to hear. There, before I had my surgery, I woke up one morning for work and was could was completely deaf in that ear, lost all hearing before the surgery, and I panicked and. I had to call work. I'm like, and I'm screaming. I've had to learn to like keep my voice at a lower level because I was screaming because I can't hear. And I called work and I said I can't come in. I'm I, I completely. Did it. I went to the ER. I was like, what is going on? And they did a scan and nothing. And they looked in my ear and they're like, you know, we don't see anything. And it lasted probably for about four days before my hearing came back. And when I told my Specialist, he said that that's the meneer side of it.
0: That's huge fluctuation, though.
1: Yeah, completely, like no sound whatsoever.
0: Wow, I've only had it for bursts. oh you know, I've never had anything longer than a couple hours, if that.
1: It scared me, and it. When we talked about the labyrinthectomy, I was going back and forth. I'm like, I'm gonna be considered. I'm gonna be deaf on one side, and that's like when I wear my headset. I never put, I got, I was in such a habit of putting one on both sides. It's like, or if I hear a loud noise, I still cover both ears, even though I don't have to, it's just habit, but it's a big, it was a big change because, you know, number one, my balance, I still don't have balance. Number two, I didn't realize I wouldn't be able to tell what direction sound came from. That scares me. Um, I have this, feral cat colony. I have an eye to feed all the ducks in the neighborhood. There's a pond across the road and they come to my yard every day. So if you go to my clapper, it says mom of strays in my bio. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that,
1: that would be why. So <laughs> I'm always out there doing stuff with that and I'll hear a noise or I'll hear like a cat crying and I'm like, where is that? Where is it? I can't tell. And it just, it causes my anxiety to go to skyrocket. So I have high anxiety, I'm clinically depressed and I suffer from PTSD from a previous relationship. So it's like, I had a PTSD trigger for the first time by watching a TV show. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it was uh, about domestic violence. And I went into, I just literally was sitting there watching it and had a full blown anxiety attack and tears crying couldn't breathe and i knew what was happening and i was trying to get it under control and that's another thing this disease has taught me is how to get myself calmed down because i don't take Now i went off of everything right so it's learning to adapt and it's a new way of living is what i tell people you have to, you have a, to learn a new way of living I'm helping somebody right now who's just starting and she's got so many issues and I guarantee she's got vestibular issues. It's just trying to get her into the doctor. You know, she's burned on clapper. She's in a different state and she, she will call me on telegram, which is a Mm -hmm. chat group. I don't know if you're familiar with Mm -mm. telegram. It's like, it's a chat group, but you can call people through it. Kind of like Facebook messenger. And she'll call me just in full blown tears. And I'm like, I've been there, honey. I've been there. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. I couldn't see it for a long time. It took me years. It took me probably eight years to find my team of doctors. I've got my primary, who's been with me since day one. I have my neurotologist. I have my endocrinologist for the Hashimoto's and then my cardiologist um, because we still don't know what's going on with my blood pressure because I have. They call it hypotension, and then with tachycardia issues because my heart rate will jump to 152, 160 resting, and it'll beat so hard you really see my shirt move. It's beating that hard, so it's I'm like just figure out what's wrong with me. What what else is going on, and tell me what I can do that doesn't involve medicine. Because she put me she put me on sodium tablets, and. She's like, I know you have the Meniere's, um, but we're gonna, she goes, we gotta try to get that blood pressure up.
0: Did your triggers amp up or anything? Because I have some friends that have Meniere's that sodium really doesn't affect them.
1: Day-to-day sodium doesn't affect me, but when I went on those sodium tablets, yes. my I I suffered vertigo. I went on it for a month. We said we'd try it for a month. Mm -hmm. And I think I had three full-blown vertigo episodes and a drop attack. I'm like, no, I can't do it. But other than that like every day-to-day sodium doesn't seem to bother me so and that's where the journaling again comes in you know write down everything you eat drink like i said that's how i found out the bananas weather is huge trigger and being here in florida you know how that goes you know it's just
0: and it's, summer's coming yeah <laughs> i'm useless in the afternoons <laughs>
1: should have been a meteorologist. I can tell what the, you know, when a storm is coming, yep. but it's just, I'm, I'm trying to help people learn a new way of living their life. You know, that's awesome. You're, you're not going to be able to do the things that you did that you're used to. Mm-hmm. And you have to mourn. It's like a grieving process. You know, I had to mourn my old life and I still struggle with it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's okay. It's okay not to be okay. Yeah. But you don't get stuck there.
0: Yeah. That's a toughie.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and sometimes I find myself falling back into that, but um, you just got to know, okay, feel it, move on. Exactly. You, you just can't reach out. You have to reach out to somebody that's going to love on you, but really have that tough love too. And say, okay, you know what you need to do.
1: Yep. That's what worked best for me was, you know, and that, especially in that group, you know, yeah. Laura and that group was, it's just, I love her
0: and. Yeah. The group we're talking about is mummy and Double. She's got a, a public group, but the private group is more intimate. Right. I mean, they're both intimate, but um, there's just a, a different feeling in the private group. It's mm-hmm. family. I agree. Yeah.
1: And I don't get in there much anymore. And I, need I know,
0: to. I know we both do <laughs> need to pop in and, and say, Hey. Absolutely. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share before we go on to our rolling questions?
1: No, other than that, you know, if you are suffering and, you know, get to a doctor, reach out to somebody, um, you know, find me on Clapper or go to my Instagram. Clapper is probably going to be the quickest way to find me. Um, it's under Little Aries Devil. Yeah. And if they want to even email me feel free to use my email address because okay. people, I, I try to help as many as I can, you know, and that that's just it. That's therapeutic for me.
0: That's definitely needed.
1: People need to know they're
0: not alone. That's what I needed at the beginning that I didn't know. That's why, that's why I
1: love that you're doing this.
0: It's Awesome. I love it. I love everybody that comes on. All right. You ready for whirlwind? Yes. Okay. Fill in the blank. Vestibular
1: disorders
0: are <laughs> PG rated. Let's see. <laughs>
1: we can um, do ves- both. <laughs> vestibular disorders are a pain in the ass. Um, agreed. Yeah, they they are definitely life-changing. Um just a whole new life. You're going to live a whole new life. Vestibular disorders are life-changing. And It's okay. Sometimes they suck, but it's okay.
0: Yeah. There'll always be tomorrow. Absolutely. You feel your symptoms coming on and you're trying to be brave. What's the first thing you do?
1: I get to an area where I am alone. And usually that's when I will sit down and I do the I, you know that whole anxiety the five things what i can see what i can hear what i can feel what i can smell you know i try to get myself calmed down uh, if that doesn't work i will i'm a gamer <laughs> i'll turn my That's xbox right. on to try to get my mind off of it because if i dwell on it it makes it 10 times worse when i feel it coming on Literally, I've done videos where I say I feel a vestibular migraine coming on and I just go with the flow. You know, I just battle each symptom, neck tension. I put some biofreeze on my neck, you know, and just kind of try to remember to do stretches. So it's just getting myself grounded and ready per se for whatever's going to hit. Because when my vestibular migraines hit, they usually last a week. Minimum, I'm averaging a week right now.
0: That's terrible. And your, your vestibular migraines, is there pain or are they silent or is They're it a mixture? Both. They're They're both?
1: Um, sometimes it's just the nystagmus with the eyes jumping around mm-hmm. the brain vibration, uh, the derealization feeling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I hate that. I, it feels like I'm walking in a dream state. Uh, sometimes there's no headache then, but the neck tension and Everything else, I know it's the vestibular migraine. Lately, the headaches have been there. Like I just came out of a flare up the week before last. And on Clapper, I literally did a day-to-day update. Like this was day one. And you can tell by my, how I I look.
0: You can tell by your voice too. Yeah,
1: you you can literally see the progression Mm -hmm. and that's why I do it. Um, And then, you know, when I come out of it. So Mm -hmm. I've done that a couple of times.
0: What's one thing people usually get wrong about you?
1: That I am completely healthy. People think that there's nothing wrong with me. Um, People tend to think I'm mean and intimidating (laughs) for some reason. I don't know why that. I don't know. I don't either. I don't get it. Um, It must be this vibe I put off. I am an Aries, so. But yeah, (laughs) people... even my two very best friends to this day when we first met they were like oh I thought you were just this I don't want to you know say that you know I'm like really so yeah people tend to think I'm
0: mean I don't know why That's crazy what's your favorite meal
1: chicken alfredo
0: chicken oh goodness my mouth watering.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh gosh, that sounds good. I might want, I'm going to do that for dinner. Chicken Alfredo is my very favorite. Olive Garden has a steak and chicken Alfredo combo. Oh, if you haven't had it.
0: It's dangerous.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is. When they do their all you can eat, I'm like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) that or anything with potatoes. I'm a potato fanatic. My
0: My husband's the same way. Anything, he could eat potatoes three times a day. Any different way. Yep. What's the last show uh, you binged and loved? Oh, The Last Kingdom. Oh, I love that. Did you watch the new? Didn't they just have a new season? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And
1: it's the I last. Hate that. It's I know. It sucks. <laughs> that, I know. When it came on, I was so excited. Um, absolutely love that show. So that's because I do. I binge watched through. I've got every streaming service there is. So, yeah. but yeah, that was probably, I just finished that a couple of weeks ago and that's my favorite.
0: What's on your nightstand? <laughs> As she giggles.
1: Right? Um, what's, there, There's a lamp. Uh, that's kind of my catch-all in the bedroom. <laughs> so there are clothes. Um, the lamp, I have a bowl of water right now because my kitty that had surgery has been kind of hanging out in my room and the other kitty has seizures. So he's been really aggressive Uh and beating up on him. So there's a bowl of water on there. Um, probably some change and, uh, oh, and a credit card. I threw a credit card (laughs) on there yesterday.
0: (laughs) It's a mess. (laughs) What, um, what's an activity that completely relaxes you? My Xbox. Your Xbox? Yeah, um, when you were saying that before, um, I know that some VRT can be done, but have you found anything like that that might be able to help with your balance?
1: No, I when I went through it, um, the VRT before,
0: Yeah.
1: They, I mean, it, I could say it helped a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess it's hard whenever you're actually missing
1: Right. Yeah, I guess that's if my if my left ear had if I had not gone bilateral, my left ear eventually would have compensated for the loss of the the balance center. Uh, I know people. There's a guy that had a labyrinthectomy and another group that I'm in the week before I did. He's mountain biking now. Oh my goodness,
0: that's awesome!
1: I know. I'm like, he came mountain bikes. He's out. It took him about a year and a half and to recover. And when I see that, that's when I, like, why yeah. can't I do that? You know, what, yeah. why? What's wrong with me that I can't do that? And then I have to stop myself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I can't judge myself on that. But if it had compensated, I think it, you know the VRT would have worked. But because it's getting worse.
0: Yeah. This is my life. Yeah.
1: I'm okay well, you with figure that.
0: It, you figure it out. You have to. Yeah. What movie could you watch over and over and never tire of?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. There's a couple. Um, Probably Forrest Gump. I love that movie. I love it Forrest It never gets Gump.
0: old. <laughs> no.
1: I literally could watch that or... I'm also a uh, Marvel and DC nerd. So, probably any movie with Thor in it, I could watch over and over. <laughs> He's There's so, so
0: pretty. so much in there out there. He is I pretty. <laughs>
1: He's so pretty. <laughs> but you no, know, Forrest Gump, I would never tire of. I absolutely love that movie.
0: Cool. What's your favorite or thing you use out of your vestibular toolbox more than anything? My journal.
1: Um, journaling. I've even, or doing the videos. Sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm really symptomatic, I'll do a video and just get interaction with people or I'll go live and go live for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. I've literally fallen out on a live. You know, I was like, I was, I started getting dizzy and I'm like, eh. but that the journaling. Cause I love to read, but I can't read that much anymore because the line, you know, getting the lines. Mm-hmm. I like audio books, you know, listening to it, but it's not the same.
0: No, it's not.
1: But yeah, my journaling. But then I have to be careful with that. Yeah. All the writing and I'm not used to, my hand gets tired and cramped, you know, because I can write forever.
0: (laughs) And what, uh, the last question is, what are you extremely grateful for right now?
1: Angie, my, my wife, um she is my anchor. <laughs> she literally does everything. You know, I can't get in the car and drive to the store. I can't do the laundry. I can't do the dishes, you know, and she now works from home. So I'm never alone, you know? And when I, when she does go places, you know, she's like, don't do anything. Just sit here. And she's like, I know you, cause I'm stubborn. You know, I, I tried to climb up a stepladder. So, oh, God. <laughs> oh yeah. I tried to get on a stepladder cause I was trying to hang this clock that hangs on the wall behind me. Um, but she does like, she had to pick up where I, uh, she's literally become my caregiver. So she, yeah, that would be what I'm most grateful for.
0: Well, that's awesome. You're very lucky to have her.
1: I am. I really am. Cause <laughs> people, great. people that I've talked to their other halves, their spouses or their partners or whoever don't understand. No. And they don't get that support.
0: Yeah. I can't.
1: I, no, I can't either. And, but they come to me and, you know, I try and help as much as I can, but I'm not there. You know, I can listen and I can talk to you, but you've got to have that. If you don't have a support system at home.
0: It's tough. I don't, I can't, I cannot even imagine. That's when you really need to lean on your vestibular family. Yes. Sure.
1: If you don't have a system at home, find a group, find a support group. Uh, my daughter is, we just found out my 19 year old um, has stage four endometriosis. And I'm like, I know Laura has endometriosis. Yeah. So I was telling mm-hmm. her about her. I'm like, find a group. Cause I don't know much about it. Cause I don't deal with it. So
0: support, yeah. support. They're support. out there. You just gotta search through and find one that feels right. We're right here. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tammy, it's been so great talking to you today. Thank, thank you. you so much for coming on.
1: Oh no, thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for joining me, Heather Davies, and my guest Tammy, on this week's episode of Meneer's Muse. If you would like more information on vestibular disorders, please find the link to Vita. Vestibular Disorders Association in the show notes. If you would like to connect with Tammy, please follow the links to her Clapper and Instagram page. If you'd like to connect with me, Heather Davies, please feel free to reach out to me via email at Meniere's at gmail.com or find me on Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to Meniere's Muse for updates. Have an amazing week, Warriors!